try going somewhere where they're playing this song and uh, you got guys trying to sing the song at the top of their voices. Oh my goodness, what are you doing? Uh, no, no, I know, don't but, do. but do you know what? But this song is like a guilty pleasure type of good. Where, like you want to enjoy it by yourself. I remember running a like especially a, in the shower. Oh, by the in way, the this, shower, the the song is uh, Beyonce Love on Top. I heard of that we played you some Chris Brown and Lil Wayne, uh, Loyal. When when I when I play, I I ran like a half marathon a couple of years ago, and this was the song that they were playing right at the end. You know, like where it gave me so much energy to finish off those two hundred meters. I didn't realize how much I loved it. The song, yeah. Uh, for me, when I heard the song, this is when I knew that I was in the beehive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Give me a swimsuit or something. Come on, single ladies, let's go. <laughs> Good morning, happy Wednesday. Welcome back. How are you feeling? Are you well rested? Good morning, Dennis. What's poppin', brother? I'm fantastic. Tell you what, uh, it's six eleven on Capital Breakfast, uh, and I woke up on the right side of the bed today. Yeah, uh, for a lot of reasons. Number one, I had good sleep. Uh, I rested well, and man, holidays. I, I never. It, it's shocking to me how I can be so tired. Yeah, uh, already, and it's just six weeks into the year. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that. I think it's also because December is a break, but is it really right? Like it's a break, but you're so active, and especially around your sleep patterns. Yeah. Because a lot of what's happening in December is happening at night. Right. So I think that we think we come back rested from that period, but you might actually need a rest period after December. But I I, I then woke up right, uh, and and I was leaving though, so I stay in the avenues. So uh, because uh, so inside my house, I felt so much peace, so much. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Right, but in the morning, as as, as early as five, because I'm I'm close to a major road. Second, yeah. the buses were already hooting, <laughs> and and doing all sorts of things. And I was like, ah, I could have slept for an hour more, but I can't. Yeah, I, I my my apartment is also right by the road. Yes, so I also get a lot of them. They're not even hooting. They're just driving fast. And because I'm like right by the road, it's terrible. And I don't even know why they're driving that fast. That road is, you know, it's not a big road. What irritates you the most about where you stay? For me, uh, there are two things. Number one is those buses that are long second, especially from five till like Chinamano. Yeah. They, they are there and they are hooting and it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's really crazy. Uh, what irritates you the most about the area that you stay in? I think for me it would be the water situation. The water situation? Yeah, the water situation is really terrible. So we have rationing, uh, which is, which kind of helps because you know what period you're not going to have water. But it's from Thursday to Sunday. Shucks. It's, like, it's, it's a terrible time to not have water as well because that's when you're at home the most. That's when you have people over the most. And now you don't have water for the bathroom. Uh, for me, the second thing that definitely irritates me about the area that I live in is that uh, bec- I'm in between second and third. And third is like the red light district, uh, even <laughs> in the afternoon. And it's even tough to even take a walk with someone in the neighborhood. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Like, how are you going to take a walk at 11 a.m. In the, in the morning? And the district is already open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that irritates me so much. Yeah, no, I can imagine. That's not, that's not what you want, right? Like, even if you just had kids, you have your little cousins uh, how, over. How are you going to raise How are you going to... Even my mom, for example. Like, yeah. the, uh, when she comes over and now I have to take her out or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it just 
Like, so the place I stay in is really great, yeah. but outside is like, wh- what's happening? What, what's, what's going on here? What's going on here? But she, it's 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 tough. But like that, it really irritates me about the area that I stay in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so the area that I stay in also has a lot of, um, I don't know what you call it, but so I think there's there there are men in this city. Oh. That rent out apartments for their significant others. Oh, <laughs> in and the that, area. Avondale is the hub of it that. Is the, it uh, is the prime of that area. Uh, uh, Dennis, I was so shocked. Like, anyway, why are all these uh, big cars just roaming around your neighborhood? Big cars, big cars pretty I, women, uh, and you're like, oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm single, but pretty like that. Uh, there's no way this 26 year old would afford this apartment no there's with, no with the big badge was, and she just dropped she just drove into her apartment at 5 a.m this morning <laughs> <laughs> but i'm happy for you <laughs> i understand <laughs> you understand but what irritates you about that i i don't know i think it's just i think irritation is a strong word but it, it just feels like that's the vibe of the area and like sometimes you don't want your area associated with a vibe you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like for me in the avenues, like the like vibe I don't want to be associated with this exactly. Exactly. And and another part of it is, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a single man. So my environment is where I am probably looking around to you're, find you're a lying, wife. Dennis. You're lying. You're, I do look around. You're, you're not looking around. You don't leave your house for anything. Bro. I do. Stop it, bro. Sometimes. You're going to the shop once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't drive, <laughs> I've got a response for you, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, clearly, no, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> what irritates you about the state that you, the area that you stay in? Want to know? Zero seven one nine one zero zero four zero four. Get in. Touch us, okay? Good morning. That's the music of Saki, something called Nangomso. This one features Simi taking us to 622 on Capitol Breakfast. Good morning, how are you doing this morning? Are you well? Welcome back. Uh, it, there's something about a holiday on a Tuesday that just feels odd because you have to wake up and you have to still be in overdrive because in any normal kind of week, uh, Wednesday is where you start doing things in overdrive. Uh, like you're at the pinnacle of the week and you sort of like have to continue that energy and it's, sometimes it's really tough. So we've, we're trying to figure out how, we're collecting ideas on how you can get back to the thick of things, like come back and you're in overdrive because it almost felt like a weekend yesterday. Yeah, It almost felt like a weekend, but thing is, is it's not. So we're collecting ideas on how you can come back and be in overdrive, especially after a holiday. I'm also starting a petition for making Monday a public holiday when Tuesday is a public holiday. Uh, how are you going to defend that? Listen, there's very limited productivity that's going to happen in the one eight-hour block that you have okay. on a Monday. Okay, you're only to, to stop again on Tuesday. No, no, but you you have to justify this from a very economic uh, standpoint. Yeah, well, the the point of holidays is really to get people to rest. 
and, and the point of rest is not so people sit at home. It's actually so people become more productive when they come back to work. So when you go and you miss an opportunity like an extended weekend where people can get four hours of rest, because essentially what you're giving them is still the normal weekend that they get and a Tuesday that could have been sick leave or anything. That doesn't give you the same kind of rest that you'd get if you got a four-hour, a four-day break like Easter or, you know, that now, Heroes Weekend. Dennis, I'm really trying to make you win the election, but not when you're saying stuff like this out like, of the, like you're you're trying to how, how are we going to justify the serious things no, well listen at the end of the day we're actually trying to transition towards a four-day work week in this country as has been seen in so many <laughs> other places in the world but do you think a four-day work week will fly though i think if it's target based if you if your job is one of those jobs where we can say yo listen this is what we expect for you to have as output by the end of the week then why wouldn't you have a four-day work week Dennis, I really want you to win this election, but some of these policies put me in a precarious position as your campaign manager, and I, I really don't want to do that. Come on, Dennis. Ah, it'd, be, it'd be like that sometimes. Ah, stop it, Dennis. Yeah. But Dennis, what are we on about this morning? Man, we're talking about things that are irritating about the different places where we live. Uh, but there, what are the things, like the, there's the common place that we share, and yeah. that place is the CBD. What irritates you the most about the CBD? It's packed. Oh my God. There are too many people. Uh, there are too many cars. There are too many cars. And the chaos. People. And for me, it's the chaos that's unregulated chaos. Yeah. Uh, for example, you know you're not supposed to park there. But the people who regulate the people who park are not doing anything about the people who are not parked where they're supposed to be parked. Yeah. So it's they, there's a lot of lawlessness in in places that don't have order. Yeah. And and it irritates me so much. And and even just uh, you know when you go downtown. And I was talking about this another like the other time where there's so many decommissioned buildings downtown. Yes. And. I don't know if irritating is the right word, but I don't know no, if that feels safe. Irritate. You irritate. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe. It yeah. doesn't feel safe. And yeah. that something has to be done about that. Something sure. has to be done about it for sure. Well, what irritates you about the common place that we share, which is the CBD? Uh, is it is it people just... Uh, there was a time when Musika used to irritate me a lot. Like you could yeah. barely walk a pavement because... It's all musika infested. Someone is just selling something. Yeah. Granted, I understand the plight of the people that you really want to make a living out of it. Yeah. But we could do it better. I, and I was about to say, besides that, I think the other thing that the other reason why that happens is the convenience. Right. It's very irritating until the day you're about to get onto a combi and you're like, ah, let me just buy tomatoes before I get on my combi and go home. Right. That's convenient. And you can never run away from that but it's like how can we package this convenience in such a way that it's convenient for the people selling it's convenient for the people buying but it's also convenient for the people who are just passing through and not a part of that economic activity I absolutely agree 0719 we would like to know two things number one what irritates you about the place that you stay in what are the things that irritate you about the place that you stay in is it the tuck shop culture uh, is it the um, is it the portals? <laughs> the random bowers also. <laughs> the ronda, well, the why, is it, why, why is it just a, a bower in the middle of Avondale? <laughs> Which one is that? I, I don't know what it's called. It's just down the road from me from because I, I stay off Natal. So it's just down the road from there. And there are days where I don't usually mind it because like noise doesn't affect me so much. Because doesn't affect you. Is yeah, bower also mean? doesn't affect me too much. It's like <laughs> I like to let people live. But on the random times like where they have a big thing on a Sunday and I have work in the morning on Monday... And I work. I wake up at three a.m. I've, I've been to your house before, and we can hear that bower in, in the lounge, in the just lounge, like, over the music that we're playing in our lounge. <laughs> ah, guys. 
You need to do better. I, I, I think I, for for me, it's those two things. And also, what I, what I just hate about the play, the area that I stay in is the economy there. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, the economy there is expensive. When I used to stay in waterfalls, uh, the economy there was quite affordable. It yeah. was cheap, to it, say the least. But over there, so a, a crate of eggs is $5.50. Why were you buying a $5.50 <laughs> crate of eggs? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is that? $5.50 is crazy, man. It's crazy. It's, suppo- it's really supposed to be $4.50. Uh, in waterfalls, I used to buy them for three twenty. You know this. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do yeah, I yeah, do. yeah. And I used to tell you so much about this. Uh, so I hate the economy. I hate that it's a, it's a, it's a district of sorts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for yeah. the for sex workers. Yeah. And and I hate that the noise, man. Ah. Do you think that should be regulated? I think it should. Yeah. It, I think it should. Uh, but when you say regulated, do you mean banned or regulated? As in, like, uh, since, let's since actually create a red light district like they have in other places. Because, because they, they have like there's, there's also there are also times where you can see those girls changing in in broad mm. daylight. Be- and this the indecency is just a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. You, like you cannot use third. Like third is infested, no matter what time of the day it is, and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And and it irritates me so much. I think because if you want to recognize that it work as work, yeah. then then make sure there's order around it so yeah. that it doesn't have to be so random and be so crass. Because and, yeah, because now it's also starting to affect the other people that are, aren't a part of it. And if you're not stopping it completely, which I feel like if you wanted to was possible, then figure out a way to regulate it so that it doesn't affect everyone who doesn't want to participate in it. The conversation is: What's the one thing? Just one thing. Or maybe two or three or four if or seven if your neighborhood is that bad that irritates you about the place where you stay. But whilst you're at it, also think about the things that you absolutely love about the area that you stay in. That when you're about to leave, these are the things that you think about first to say, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm leaving this part of this neighborhood because of this. Let us know. The Capitalk Sports Brief. We love our sport. So in sport, we have uh, Zimbabwe golf. I want to start off with golf. You guys know I love golf. Uh, Zimbabwe professional golf, Kieran Vincent, uh, who's the younger brother of Scott Vincent, who we've talked about, has moved into the top 50 of the International Series Order of Merit after his impressive performances in, Qatar, in the Qatar event. Uh, Vincent is now in position 34 with earnings of $32,908 after taking part in two tournaments. The 27-year-old took part in the International Series uh, in Oman and International Seas Qatar where he managed to make both cuts. Uh, th- I, I found this to be very interesting because uh, this is part of the live golf circuit. He has an older brother who's already been playing in that. Uh, but the reason why I thought it was interesting is that the controversial series lured many big names from the US PGA Tour and DP World Tour with record purses of $25 million for 54 whole events. Uh, but the live golf criticizes b- using sport to enhance the reputation uh, of the Saudi regime with major human rights issues created a divide in the golf world that includes a court fight set to begin next January. Uh, the PGA has been refusing to adapt to, to world sport and you know other people are coming in and putting in money uh, and we are hoping to see the, the, the Vincent brothers uh, getting in on that money soon, those $25 million purses. Uh, we spoke to Scott Vincent's management and they are keen on an interview so hopefully we'll get that done sometime. Uh, also in the news, McCarthy is a secret weapon behind revitalizing Rashford. I thought we should celebrate McCarthy for that. Uh, Rashford is in fine form for Manchester United. And they were chanting out his name in their, in their last game. Uh, but moving on to Champions League results, uh, Napoli beat Frankfurt Eintracht 2-0. 
Uh, and then Liverpool losing 5-2 to, to Real Madrid. Do you think the Liverpool dynasty is over? Uh, they need to rebuild. They need to rebuild? They need to rebuild. That team is tired. So get rid of everyone and just... Uh, get rid of everyone. Get get rid of the the, the key people. Plus, how they play is now has become... People have adopted that style of play. That and they've pressing. Inno- they've innovated on it. Yeah. So, so what do you... Would your rebuild be uh, letting Klopp go as well? Uh... Klopp, it's it's Klopp, Klopp is a great coach, yeah. But also, I think you, the the players, man, the fatigue. You can tell the fatigue. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was always the criticism that they press so much that they'll end up getting tired. Yeah, the, it's it, you, you, the the turnover of players has to be so high. Yeah. If you're gonna use that style of play, so get rid of Mo Salah, get rid of everybody, man. man. Get rid of Van Dijk. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, but uh, just to conclude our sports brief, uh, you know, as we're following the a- AFCON under 20, uh, Benin and Zambia having a one all draw yesterday and then Gambia beating Tunisia 1-0. Uh, happy for the Zambians, but we'll be hoping to get more wins and seeing them go through to the knockout stages. The cavemen are up next. And of course, after this, it's big deal or nah. Stick around. What we want to know this morning, Dennis... Ah, well, we want to know what irritates you about the place you live. But also, what do you love about it? Absolutely. 0719-100-404. So let's call Stranger. It's the Caveman. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for you to let us know whether or not any of the stories that we have in the papers or around the globe making the news are any, if they're a big deal or not, right? And you can react to any of the stories on 0719-100-404. Send a voice note. Or better yet, uh, you can send a message. Or if you're feeling very itchy to say something, call us. 0719-100-404. This is in the Herald this morning. Border security tightened to snuff out drugs. Security is being tightened at the country's ports to ports of entry to plug the movement and pro- proliferation of harmful drugs and substances in Zimbabwe. President Mnangagwa said yesterday, addressing thousands of youth drawn from the country's 10 provinces during the National Youth Day celebration at Lupani University in Matabeleland North, uh, the president said he had directed police and other security arms to act decisively in flushing out drug syndicates and dismantling supply chains. Open court, no stone will be left unturned. Communities are urged to expose those who harbor drug peddlers and merchandisers. No one is above the law, close quote, he said. Big deal. Yeah, big deal. I think it's a big deal that uh, this drug issue is now being treated with this level of seriousness. Maybe, I think especially in the full context of what's just happening, uh, this is one piece where, uh, you know, President Nanga was talking, but in general, they've been saying that we need to find a solution. We've seen raids, we've seen people going out of the way to make sure that this drug scourge uh, is dealt with. Yeah. Forthwith. Forthwith. (laughs) Henceforth. (laughs) Henceforth. Uh, This is in the Herald this morning. Tourism players invest in property refurbishments. Players in Zimbabwe's tourism sector continue to invest in the refurbishments of hospitality facilities to drive accelerated recovery in order to bounce back from the dire strains the industry was plunged into by COVID-19 pandemic about two years ago. According to the Ministry of Tourism and Hospitality Industry, tourism operated 672.9 million US dollars last year generated, representing 133% growth in earnings from 
uh, 288.8 million US dollars realized in 2021, which is the large part of the removal of COVID-19 uh, travel restrictions worldwide. Tor- tourist arrivals also more than doubled to 895 338 last year 338,000 last year from 340,000 in 2021 a rebound over 100, 160% and the players have been investing continuously to claw back lost ground following the outbreak of COVID-19 which caused national shutdowns to that end one gets safari's uh, first phase of major refurbishment program is on track with 40 standard rooms now complete and already in service. A further 18 rooms, include two executive suites, will be completed in March 2023, which will bring the total number of rooms to 58 in total by the end of the first quarter of the current year. The African Sun Limited Chief Executive Officer Peter Saungweme said group's refurbishment program was being taken at the cost of at least $4 million US million under broadly two phases. Big deal? Nah. Um, oh, happy for them, happy for them, and uh, and, the, and the progress that they're making in that space. But like, no. Why is it not a big deal, Dennis? I, I, I you don't like uh, better rooms. <laughs> I do like better rooms. I like I like affordable rooms too. You know what I mean? So I I think that that also matters. But <laughs> boo, Dennis, boo. I like Dennis I like to not be charged per person per night <laughs> at seven hundred dollars. But uh, yeah. Uh, God, uh, yeah, no, but I was saying you want to pay rented um, fifty dollars per month. Yeah, fifty dollars what... per month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it's good for the tourism uh, industry, especially just that they are optimistic about about the future, and we're seeing the numbers right going up. Uh, obviously, for, for me, 40... that's what was a big deal. Yeah, for me, that's what was a big deal. Uh, the big deal was in just the that the industry is fully back. Yeah. And people are starting to realize the profit so much that they've got four million US dollars to invest back into the business so that they can be better. On oh, that part, it's not a big deal. Under but broadly a, two phases. Uh, 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 that's not a big deal. What's a big deal <laughs> is that, look, man, God is good all the time. You know what? Yeah. Incessant rains threaten crops. The incessant rains being experienced in some parts of the country are threatening crop use, especially for tobacco and cotton. The last few weeks. Zimbabwe has been experiencing a lot of rain, which has affected crop maturity. On Monday, widespread thunderstorms were recorded and heavy falls in excess of 70 millimeters were measured at Gokwe. 73 millimeters if you want to be specific. The Meteorological Services Department said other significant amounts were recorded at Wanga, which was 30 millimeters, uh, Lupane, 30 millimeters, Mondoro, 29 millimeters, and Bait Bridge which was 27 millimeters. But the low-pressure system that was responsible for the current wet spell has significantly weakened, probably raising hope that if the situation has not gone beyond redemption, some crops may still produce decent yields. Some farmers in Mashonaland West fear that some of their crops may not recover the r- if the rain persists. A youthful cotton farmer from Alaska near to knowing Mr. Talon Majoni, not related to... You know what <laughs> The continuous rain have started taking a toll on late on the late planted crop. This is in the Herald this morning. Is this a big deal or not, Dennis? It's a big deal. Uh oh. So it's a you big don't d- like the rooms, but you like the rain. Let, let me let me explain why it's a big deal. And I'm gonna give no you three. Rooms, I'm, gonna more give rain. You, I'm gonna give you three points. <laughs> the first thing is Zimbabwe is heavily dependent on their communal farmers. Yes, and a lot of those guys 
you know, if their crops are threatened, our hunger is actually threatened as a nation. Talk so, that talk, Danny. So talk that, that talk. That, that's important. The other two things are, firstly, Mukudze should have been called Talent. What a great name for a creative. <laughs> talent, Majoni. Amazing. <laughs> Mukudze is King Kandoro, the comedian. Yes. Yes. And then there was a final thing that I wanted to say, but that I'm forgetting now. But maybe I'll tell you. What Do you think it's a big deal or not? Uh, I think this is a big deal. Uh, this is a big deal. But a lot of it is a big deal that we have no control over. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, w- which begs the question that around just the planning, uh, the process that we can... We can... Um, look, I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot that we don't have a lot of control over. Yeah. Actually, it's not a big deal. Because yeah. it's a lot that we don't have control over, right? Fair. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's not a big deal. 6.50 on Capital Breakfast. React to any of these stories on 0719-100-404. Someone just sent a message, and it sounds like it's a protest. The $672 million is not profit, but revenue. We hear you, brother. We hear you. Yeah. But what's your take, though? We yeah. want to know your take. All right? This is the Chronicle this morning. Dennis, I need a soundtrack for this. I need a soundtrack for this. Okay. Okay. Do you want the soundtrack to come from me? Yes. Okay. No, 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 Dennis. Come on. Give me give me more. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. Shut up, Dennis. All right. Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back. This is the Chronicle this morning. I really want to hear your take. That's why I was saying provide the soundtrack. Okay, cool. Government Miles Students Grants Introduction. Uh-oh. Reintroduction. <laughs> Reintroduction. Our oh, introduction's been away for so long. Yeah. Finance and Economic Development Minister Professor Mtuling Nube has said an evaluation within government circles is underway on the possibility of resuscitating students' grants for college, university, and vocational training institutions. Students' grants were scrapped around 2006 due to public cash flow challenges and largely due to non payment. They were replaced by a cadetship scheme, which started in 2010. The cadetship program, however, did not yield desired results as it was dodged by funding challenges and failed to pay for scores of students. To arrive at a firm decision, the minister, the finance minister pledged to engage the Minister of Higher Education, Innovation, Science and Technology Development, Professor Amon Murwira, on that matter. What's your take, Dennis? Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, I have a Do take. Do you need a soundtrack? Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Just turn tone it down a little bit. Okay. In fact, make it silent. <laughs> you know what? My 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 mother, she studied uh, chemistry at the UZ. She talks about Sh- how... Shout out to my Shogo. Yeah, yeah, no, shout out to my Shogo. She talks about how uh, she used these grants for the most part to put her younger siblings through school. That's how significant they were. That said... I don't think it's still practical in this environment for a couple of reasons. The first one is, can we afford it as a country to subsidize this? And if we can, should that not be going towards the actual school fees of the students? Like give people student loans as opposed to grants over the school fees that they're struggling to pay. Okay. That's the first part. Well, in fact, that's the whole take. That's the whole take? That's the whole take. I need a soundtrack for mine. Yeah. Dennis? This is not a big deal. This is not a big deal? This is not a big deal. Why is this not a big deal? Here's why it's not a big deal. They're still evaluating it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and the teachers were told, I told not to think of what This is not a big deal, Dennis. It's exciting to hear. Yeah. If people can manage it well, 
But this is not a big deal. I'll give you credit for something. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. If if we're still talking about it, it's not yet a big deal. Yeah, if it we, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Until those who need date. Exactly. Yeah, Even then, Tetiji is skeptical because we're not going to get the pull out from that. But yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Should I do the mariachi? In fact, the body is a mariachi. A mariachi is not going to go there. I am the body is a mariachi. Nini? Odi truke no norora. I know doctor is serious. Doctor is serious. Yeah, I like that. The regional in your regional news, you can find this on the ENCA website. Swane Council, capital city without a mayor, for now. Ah, the Swane Council is running out of time to elect a new mayor. Randall Williams. About turn on his final day helming the city and council's handling the matter has been met with criticism. City of Tswane Speaker Dr. Marunwa Makwarela. Please for, remind me to tell you a story about someone I met called Marunwa. <laughs> they sound exactly like their name. <laughs> Marunwa. <laughs> uh, no, no Agenda Gena. No, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I tried something. You know what I mean? Not everything. Not everything, <laughs> not everything I do is going to win, but I, I tried something. This is also in the Herald. This was on the BBC website this morning. Sorry, you didn't ask me how I felt about that. <laughs> about what? About this Twani story. Oh, I thought about the Marunwa story. Oh, oh no, no, okay. the Twani story. The Twani story. What do you do? What do you do? I was just going to quiz him, Dad. <laughs> Discrimination. discrimination. <laughs> uh, about you, uh, this would have been a great day to read about the strikes in England. Oh yeah, uh, Nigeria is is allegedly a Nigerian in allegedly kidney harvest plot says feared for his life. Ah, that's normal. Yo, this like yeah. body donating thing. I thought about it for Twitter, say cash because it's actually legal. You can sell body parts, right? D- Dennis, don't do that. No, okay. Dennis, it's five minutes before seven o'clock. <laughs> I think people are on the school run now. Don't do that. Um, you have to be over 18. You're costing me money every day. Upper my lungs, I've got worth 30,000. You're not need for my business, is it? I know. For school, is it? I'm not going to do the new one long. Ten on Capitol Breakfast. Good morning, Dennis. What's poppin', brother? How are you feeling this morning? Are you I'm feeling good. like um, uh, what? Uh, what's your favorite kind of food? Uh, Madura. What you like? <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's what the best of all is the problem when you decide to like too much. <laughs> if you did like sardine beef, Dennis, let, like, let, me, let me tell you, you're gonna hear a lot of that. Of what? Of of that. What you just did, yeah. the Mandora scare. Yeah, you're gonna hear a lot of that, uh, especially in campaign season. Of course. Uh, look out for your favorite uh, councillor <laughs> in your in, in a neighborhood near you, uh, or your favorite MP. I saw I saw uh, Robert Chapman saying uh, after I finished uh, run, doing whatever he was doing somewhere, uh, then I had I, I relaxed and I had my putty. I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Obama. <laughs> Look, it's 7-Eleven on Capitol Breakfast. We want to know one thing this morning. Triggered by my experience this morning, uh, what, what's the one thing you absolutely hate, loathe, can't stand? Irrit- that irritates you so much about the place that you stay in. Dennis, where do you stay and what's the one thing that irritates you about the place that you stay in? Man, I, do, I, really, I really get irritated by the fact that most of the women that live in my area are single but not really single. That really, <laughs> It really does irritate me because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, potential wife, Chichi, and then the GD6 comes through. <laughs> This man, this is a man. He's not, uh, I'm not of, competing with this man. Uh, in in Avondale is that kind of place where you're gonna get a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, where you don't get a lot of big houses. Yeah. But the houses are very small and nice. <laughs> so nice small houses <laughs> in the area. <laughs> Very affordable for bachelors like Dennis. Of course, the houses are very small. Yeah, so it's great. To, we can actually call them small, small houses. houses. Yeah, they're nice small houses. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, Dennis, yeah. what else do you I, that you can't stand about the areas that you stay in? I actually need to do some research on this, but I think Avondale has been rezoned into the CBD in recent years. So I think now they allowed a lot of other economic activity that they weren't previously allowed, like operating at night, uh, etc. So now you have all these like shabins that are just you know randomly in, in and around there. Shabins, aka shebelebes, aka kwaningi, kwaningi, whichever one. It's just yeah, that that's really irritating, especially on the days where you're trying to rest. Yeah, because it, it still are, carries the essence of a residential area in a lot of ways. Yeah, but also the traffic that's around that area doesn't really uh, carry the the decency that comes with a residential area. Hundred uh, percent. What irritates me about the place that I stayed that I stay in, I stay in the avenues, and I absolutely hate that. I stay between second and 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 third. Yeah. So which means I'm a I'm literally when I'm in my okay, it's a district of sorts. Even yeah. it. As early as 11 a.m. Yeah, uh, you can see that sex workers are just roaming around everywhere. And mm. Surely, it, it it there's a there's a yeah, it irritates me so yeah. much. And also the noise because I'm right by second, yeah. so you can hear those um those buses. Apparently, there's a rank now there. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's an illegal rank because they're always rank. fighting with the police at yes, that. At it's, that it's an illegal point. rank, and they're forever hooting. Yeah, I cannot be even on a Zoom meeting at home. Yeah, yeah, I cannot be on a Zoom meeting at home. Which we is don't terrible. go with a meeting with Kobagabanam there. But what, what what irritates you about the place that you stay in? But it's not only the things that irritate you. Yeah. But it's the thing that you absolutely love about the place that you stay in. That if you were to move right now, that's the first thing you're going to think of. Yeah. That I can't believe I'm leaving this. Oh, by the way, and I also hate the economy. The economy around my neighborhood is it's too, expensive, it's too expensive. Yeah, everything is just too expensive. There are things that I shouldn't be getting at certain prices, but because they're also in close range. Yeah. And you don't want to go somewhere else just to save a dollar or a dollar fifty. But yeah. that's such a an inconvenience. An inconvenience, which funny enough leads to what I actually love about Avondale, which is the convenience. Right. It's located pretty centrally in terms of, uh, you know, if you want to meet someone, it's easy. And that's been like especially important uh, over the period when I didn't have a car. So it's like, yo, if I need to go somewhere, I'm I'm central enough to go. 
Well, uh, you kind of stole mine because I'm in the perfect position to oh, say yeah. that. Dennis, akuna muna anote akwanse kuya kutown. Yeah. Yeah, every, ev- everything starts from town. So, I love the convenience. But also, I just love uh, the access to everything. Yeah. I literally walk into town and can have access to any bank that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, so, it's the access, really. And, I mean, Avondale is also accessible to you and so is Newlands. And everything is everything in a five-kilometer radius, radius yeah. to me. That Except I, Brewer. I accept waterfalls. Yeah, and Brewer. And uh, Fio. And yeah. uh, no, but anyway, we're talking about Arari, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you absolutely hate and what do you absolutely love about the place that you stay in? Let us know right now on 0719 We're collecting ideas this morning. Dennis, what ideas are we collecting this morning? Uh, this morning we're collecting ideas on how to be better people for our city. Like how can how can we how can you not be the irritating person in your city? Uh, yeah, I can already see you looking yourself sideways for just going behind a tree and uh, relieving yourself. Yeah, yeah, we're, that's exactly what we're be saying. Be better. Yeah, be better. Yeah, uh, I can see you drinking your your cool drink. Yeah, I sound like a very old man. Your cool, cool drink. drink. <laughs> yeah, your cool drink, and you just. Uh, throw away the bottle wherever it is. There are only two places where people say cool drink. One is when they're an old man, and the other is when they're a South African police officer trying to solicit a bribe. Uh, Ah, cool drink. (laughs) (laughs) At three in the morning. (laughs) Along Malibongwe. I don't know what you're talking about. Of course you don't. Around this time is business focus. Kudzi is not in studio today, but tell you what, he made sure uh, that we had something. Former Mozambican President Joachim Chisano and the African Development Bank, which is the AFDB president, Ekunwimi Adesina, are in the country for structured dialogue as part of the country's arrears and debt resolution process. We spoke about that on Monday, if you remember. Now, Kudzi this morning spoke to Zimbabwe head of aid and debt management office and the Minister of the Economic, the Minister of Finance and Economic Development, Mr. Andrew Vumbe. And uh, the conversation is what we are presenting to you on today's Business Focus. Business Focus with Kudzi Sharara on the Startup Capital. Uh, good morning, Tomorrow is a very important day for the country. Uh, It's historic. We are having the high-level structured dialogue platform meeting with all our creditors and development partners. Uh, As you know, this meeting is being attended and co-chaired by our champion of the and debt resolution process, Dr. Addison of the and so the high level facilitator excellence the former president Joachim Chisano so today uh, having preliminary meetings preparatory meetings so tomorrow is the big day and uh, we'll be discussing with the development partners and our creditor which will underpin clearance and debt process. We have agreed to look at the economic reforms, governance reforms, and issues relating to 
the uh, compensation of the former farm owners and the broader land tenure issue, which we are going to be doing. So we are looking forward to consensus in the framework which will underpin the whole process. It's historic in the sense that we are finding a pathway now to debt resolution, which has been a perennial problem for the country in terms of our ambition to achieve the vision 2020-30. So we're looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mr. Vumbe. Uh, maybe uh, what would you say were uh, the sticking points in the past and that you think this time around uh, you, you think there won't be any sticking points? No, I think what is happening now, we have a structured dialogue. We never said that our creditors and development partners to agree on a roadmap and agree on which would appeal the whole process. Mm. And uh, remember, the reforms we are talking about, there's nothing new. All the reforms we are talking about are contained in the end one, mm. 1 to 2025. Mm. Structure the reform. You can, maybe you can tell us uh, how far have we gone in terms of uh, the reforms under NTS 1? Well, as you are aware, we there is a, a reporting framework and monitoring and evaluation of the whole process which is reported uh, through the, the, the matrices which are reported to cabinet. And I think there has been significant progress. If you look at uh, the fiscal consolidation, budget deficit now, we are, um, our target is 1.5% of GDP. We have been achieving that for the past three years. Uh, monetary policy also, the auction system, uh, in terms of foreign exchange availability and, 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 and the market determined exchange rate, all those issues now have, are, are, are quite recent in terms of the, uh, the measures we have introduced in the past three years. And uh, we have seen the transformation of the economy. I mean, the budget has been structured now. Most of our expenditures now are going to, to the capital expenditure. If you recall, previously the budget expenditures were mostly for recurrent. Now, the focus is on uh, expenditures related to infrastructure, dams, roads, etc. So this is the, now the thrust of the, of, of the agenda. Mm. And um, maybe lastly, uh, what is the next step after this structured dialogue? What is the next step for us? Well, this is what is going to be dis discussed tomorrow. Once we agree on the framework of reforms, etc., then we agree on the roadmap. I think we'll have another... Uh, two or three uh, dialogues as well to, to consolidate and then also agree on the next steps uh, tomorrow. That, that is one of the outcomes for tomorrow. But we, we envisage several other um, uh, meetings, structured dialogue platform meetings in the coming months and then hopefully uh, we can get the ball rolling with a credible roadmap where everyone is agreed and we have consensus. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Vumbe. Oh man, Business Focus always has this kind of thing yeah. where, where we keep you up to date with some of the most important things happening within the business world as it's connected to the economy of this great country and of course how it impacts the day-to-day, -day, especially if you're staying in this in this great city. Dennis, what do you make of this meeting and what do you hope to see or to for what is the... 
favorable outcome that you hope to see, especially with with this meeting? Uh, listen, countries operate with debt all the time. Um, there's not a single country that's not in debt of some sort to some institution. And just being able to get that uh, access to, to those facilities would be good. Uh, and I know that the conversation always goes in and around Zidera and all the different things that play a part. Like Kudzi was explaining yesterday, that those guys have been instructed or you know encouraged not to vote in favor of whether it's debt forgiveness or debt restructuring for us. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you know we can start to find a resolution. We are... Five years into the new republic now, we, we need to, we need to, I, I don't know, like I think it's really important that people realize that Zimbabwe is on a different path. Uh, whether you agree with that path or not is a completely different thing, but we're on a different path and I think we should be given a fair chance. A fair chance indeed. Tell you what, we also want to know what will be the great, uh, what what would be the most favorable outcome for this great country if you're on a way in on any of this. We're taking your messages on 0719-100404. It feels very odd when we do business focus and we have to, we don't have to, we didn't, we don't do markets. Yeah. Uh, we don't do currencies and a lot of that. Yeah. It feels very odd. But tell you what, at exactly 7.20 weekdays, Kudzisharara comes through and gives you all those tidbits around business and everything that's happening in and around uh, the economy. So you can tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin to tell if they're staying Avondale. <laughs> the houses are very small there. So... Uh, actually, apparently, morning radio jockeys, shout out for that, Avondale is fairly big and there's a mixture of big and small houses. <laughs> we have Avondale Central, Avondale East, Avondale West. Stop. Avondale West Stop borders it. with Sherwood Park <laughs> from Suffolk Road. I think you do not quite know Avondale. Point of correction. Thank you very much for that message. Uh, all I need to know is you have outlined the Avondale Central, Avondale East, and Avondale West. Where can I find which size house? Ah. <laughs> uh. Look, this is not a part of business focus. It's not, but we're talking about real estate. We have a friend to the show. He gives us a mix at exactly 7.30 every day. We call it the perfect four in five minutes. Today is the perfect five songs you have to listen to on a Wednesday to pick you up after a holiday. Ozzy Oz is in the mix exactly after this. 100.4 The station everyone is talking about. Mix every 7.30 to 7.35. Four songs in five minutes. From our friend to the show, Ozzy Oz. He also passes by on Thursdays and actually does this live. Pretty much curate the whole music experience for you on a Thursday with us. On uh, on Thursday, I beg your pardon. It's 7.35 on Capital Breakfast. We're collecting ideas. Dennis, which ideas are we collecting this morning? Uh, we're collecting ideas on how to make uh, your city a better city. Yes. How can you be less annoying to your neighbors? People go and complain about the bad things that they don't like about the city, and most times they're complaining about a specific person or a specific group of people. Like, why are you being annoying? Why do you have a shabin next door in a residential area? Yeah. Uh, well, next to my big house. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong place. <laughs> Perfect song to pick anyone up. On a Wednesday like this, Mujibago Orde is for your boss. Muda Kutindi Tesa Muda Daiwe.
All This Man's Got Is. Begazella. The song is actually called Begazella. It's on 750. We've got ideas. We're collecting ideas. Dennis, what ideas were we collecting this morning? Uh, we're creating... We're uh, collecting ideas on how you can be a better neighbor, or not necessarily just a neighbor, but how can you be a better citizen of the city uh, that you live in. So, yeah, we so we started to collect that list. Uh, thank you for all the messages. The first one was be a kind neighbor, be a friendly face. Be a friendly face. Yeah. It oh. just it feels nicer when you're walking around and people are smiling around you. You know, my vibes aren't going to be correct. <laughs> Number two is volunteer your time. Like, take some time out. There's that old lady that lives in and around you uh, that could use someone to take a trash out or just someone to have a conversation with. Uh, very often people just want someone, some sense I, of community. I'm, I'm really that guy. Yeah. I, I'm the guy who's having a conversation with everybody. I know, I yeah. know, I know, I know. I've, the, had, I've had to go places with the, you. There's an old, old white lady who stays in our complex who feeds the cats. Yeah. Uh, they're very fat and very lazy cats in our complex. Yeah. They belong to the whole complex. But she makes it a point that every time when I'm leaving the house around quarter to five, if, if I'm late yeah. uh, and I leave the house at five, you see her feeding the cats and she's volunteered to do that. She actually buys food for the cats. Yeah, that, That's how much she has made. Uh, and the cats belong to everybody. And she becomes a great person to be around. Yes. So be like Arnold's neighbor. Uh, support and create local art. Uh, I think what? that... Yeah. Okay. Support and create local art. So, you know, I think one of the things that we don't talk about in this conversation, even around the drugs and everything, is, you know, people need something to do. And something to do may be work or whatever, but also sometimes something to do is just like something to participate in. It could be like some art that you do, some crafts, and you can then also try and sell them or create a community around them. So, you know, support and create local art. Number three, do not litter. Did you remove? That was number four now. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were moving my number three. He's like, no, your number three is wrong, so we're going to add a different one. <laughs> but yes, don't litter will have, is number four. There's no reason. Keep your environment clean. Yeah. Yes. Number five, take advantage of your community garden or get one started. What? Yeah, start a community garden. Uh, this doesn't apply to you because you got Kuma Flats. But when I'm in my garden, or when I'm access to my garden, start a garden. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why this became so personal. Really I have quick. no idea. And like, I don't know why I'm insulting you as if I'm get up. But still. <laughs> uh, and then finally, is encourage your friends, family, and co-workers to bike or carpool to work. Um, you know, biking is not always very practical in Zim. Whether it's because of the distances that you need to travel, because there are no sidewalks or whatever. But if you stay in Avondale and you work in town, there's really no need for you to drive to town. No, there isn't. Yeah, Ungu is a congestion in town. Yeah, you could bike to town. Yeah, I'm talking to Damien and all my other neighbors. To I see you driving out all seven of your cars every morning to go into town. Yeah, it's just not practical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what else? What else is on your list? Uh, the, those are the seven things, six, six things that I had on my list. Please become a great neighbor. Uh, become a become great to the neighborhood. All right, zero seven one nine one zero zero four zero four. This is Zonke Dikana. It's called Song to Keep. It's eight eighteen. We're ready for a straight talk conversation this morning. In the studio with us, uh, the good people uh, from look. 
The topic this morning is about preparing the private sector to trade under the African continental free trade area. Now, our guests are uh, Ms. Cecilia Mashaba, an acting director uh, for who's the acting or acting director for the Competition and Tariff Commission, and Ms. Chinyara Zopiri, who's the senior economist for uh, Competition and Tariff Commission. Now, on today's trade talk, uh, we have uh, the two guests. And the discussion is intended to sensitize the Zimbabwean private sector on the opportunities offered by the AFCFTA, as well as advise industry of the trade defense instrument that uh, are available for use by the industry. The African Continental Free Trade Area came into operation on January 1, 2021. Now, the free trade area is now the world's single largest market for goods and services when measured by a number of countries after the World Trade Organization. It is also the largest in terms of geographical area and population size. Now, to help us have this conversation, help us welcome Cecilia Enchinara in the studio. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Arnold, for having us here. Uh, why are you guys sounding like that? Why are you sounding like this is a funeral? Do you guys have bad news for us? What's going on? No, 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 no. We have good news. Good news for our industry and for our economy. Is the African continental free trade area shrinking or something? No, no, no. It's expanding. So let's do this properly. Good morning, ladies. How are you doing? Morning, Annals. How are you? For people who really woke up early, were here early, and are ready to have this conversation, we need the energy. Now, for for, for the sake of the person who's just joining this conversation and has no idea what the African uh, Continental Free Trade Area is, what is the African Continental Free Trade Area? Um, the Continental Free Trade Area is um, an agreement that is covering African countries within Africa. As we are all aware, we have 55 African countries. And of the 55 African countries, 54 countries have signed and ratified onto the agreement. When one is said to have ratified, it means that they are ready to start the implementation of the trade agreement. Um, and 44 have ratified onto that agreement as of the today, as of the day that we are speaking today. And um, the main objectives is to ensure that we increase inter-Africa trade. As you are aware, we were not trading so much, largely because of uh, barriers that relate to non-tariff barriers, uh, issues of regulations that were tough, issues of high tariffs that are among us, us as African countries. So that is why the heads of state uh, agreed to start um, having an agreement in line with the uh, uh, what, what, Abuja what, what, why were these barriers in place? Uh, are these colonial barriers or are this what caused a lot of these barriers and what were some of these barriers? Uh, largely these barriers are put in place to try and uh, protect uh, the, the different economies. Um, so these are like to ensure that uh, goods don't come in smoothly. There are regulations that are put in place that are not in line with any trade agreements. So that is basically now what we've agreed to start eliminating and removing. And as well, as you know, a tariff, which is a duty, that one that is charged on the border, they are very high and they make products uncompetitive. For example, if a duty is 50%, so your cost, you add 50%, then you add the transportation cost to reach whatever country that you'd want to. 
export to, for example, Ghana? Before you know it, they are buying pampas for $200. Uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the issue. So now, with the reduction of tariffs that are set to uh, come in now, they are starting the implementation process. We are starting to reduce tariffs. We are supposed to start reducing tariffs. That means the cost of exporting uh, will become lower, and that in itself will increase trade amongst um, African countries. Why did it take so long for us to get to this place? I, I, I hope that also we also do that with the travel, because travel in Africa is just so tough, man, and it's so expensive as well. So it's exciting to note that this is what's in place. Now, what are some of the benefits uh, to the economy? All right, thank you very much, Arnold, for that question. So, following from what Chinyaradzo has spoken about, uh, the issue of um, improving trade within Africa, the FCFTA is going to bring a number of benefits to our country. If you look at trade currently in the African region, uh, exports between African countries and other African countries currently uh, the trade is ab- about 17% of exports in Africa are going to other ex- uh, African countries. When you compare with other countries, other regions within the world, the likes of Europe, you see that they are trading more amongst themselves than what we are doing in Africa. In Europe, uh, trade between European countries is about 16, 68%, Asia 61%. So Basically, the FCFTA is going to improve trade in our country. So for Zimbabwe, that means we can increase our exports. If we increase our exports, it means revenue generation increases also, and that improves the income to individual Zimbabweans in line with the vision of our country of moving uh, our economy uh, upwards towards an upper middle income by 2030. And uh, that can uh, eradicate poverty, uh, enhance consumer welfare. You were talking about um, the challenges that we have with people moving from one country to, uh, to another. The AFCFTA also is uh, aimed at removing those barriers, uh, enabling free movement of uh, people, creating job opportunities for our Zimbabwean uh, people and uh, also um, providing opportunities that we would not have without the FCFT. Because when you look at our own economy, look at our GDP, GDP compared to the African continent, the African continent is bigger. It has got a population of about is it 1.3 billion, and that's a bigger market for our economy. So basically, the FCFT is likely going to bring benefits to our own citizens that we would not realize if we are operating in isolation. I, I would just like to bring you back to what happened around 2007, 2008, when as a country we were not producing any products. I remember when we started importing, crossing the borders, going to Mozambique, uh, going to South Africa, the welfare of our citizens was improved. We managed to have um, access to food, to commodities that our citizens would want to have. So I think basically 
this is a plus for us if we trade than if we want to uh, operate in isolation. Uh, you spoke about the increase in GDP in terms of revenue for the country when that happens. Uh, but when, whenever uh, trade agreements happen, there's also the issue of like the balance of payments, which is that we spend so much money as a country on importing products. So in this case, where we are now going into a space where we are competing with everyone, really, because we're removing those tariffs and embargoes uh, and creating a more competitive market. Are, are we not at a risk of then having products that are not competitive because we don't have the economies of scale or anything else of that sort? Um, maybe I'll also take that. Um, it's not a new thing. We've already been in trade agreements. We're already trading under SADAC. We're already trading under COMESA. This presents a, a larger economy. And from research is conducted, it has been seen that our, we are likely to increase our exports, especially in the processing sector, in the agriculture, and as well as the mine, in the manufacturing sector. And also as a result of uh, the agreement on the removal of trade barriers between the movement of business people, it's likely to increase our trade. And uh, the real income in Africa is estimated to increase by 7%. And as an economy that is, uh, has the mandate to, we want to move our economy into a middle income, it's an opportunity for us to look um, into the new market that has been presented to us where previously we were not able to trade and we can also diversify and also non-alcoholic beverages are some of the products that have been identified for us as Zimbabwean industry. And also the notion that we should not always start from the negative. Let's look at the opportunities and how best we can um, move through those hurdles that would also uh, be presented to us. Um, the opening up also entails that there's increased competition among us countries and uh, there'll be more products that will be coming in to, into the Zimbabwe from other countries that also presents an opportunity for industry to do some research and develop their products and introduce new products resulting in new capacity utilization. And also the agreement has uh, um, clauses that deal with investment so us as a country that is signed and ratified onto the agreement, it presents an opportunity for us to also get new investment into our manufacturing sector where we can increase our productivity, our product range, as well as our capacity utilization. Uh, I guess mine is a twofold question. Number one, Zimbabwe is a small market numbers-wise, right? It's, it's a, our market is very small. Does this not... Uh, opening this up uh, too much does this not make us a consumer more of a consumer market because we're already not producing enough do we have the capacity to start producing at the level that we ought to and also does this not make us a, a consumer economy where we're mostly consuming and we're not being competitive on the export market because we're not producing that much so Arnold, what we're saying is that while least uh, the FCFTA is going to open up markets, um, probably um, enable customers to import products, but at the same time we're saying to our industry, let's prepare. We know where we are currently and we, we, we definitely need to look for opportunities instead of looking at the neg negatives like what Chinyaradzo has said. We already have certain industries or certain products where we have strength. 
we need to make sure that we develop value chains. We look at uh, what the other African countries are offering in terms of raw materials. Uh, we need to modernize our equipment so that we build those value chains where we have strength. Mm -hmm. Then we export the products and where we don't have strength, we can import yeah. and make sure that we, 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 we instead of uh, this affecting us negatively, we benefit from, from, from it. From That's why we are saying industry, Let's prepare for the opening up of the markets, which is not taking place eventually because in terms of the modalities on uh, trade liberalization, um, the removal of tariffs is going to take place in a phased approach. So it's not like it's the, the tariffs have been removed as of today, but mm. it's going to take five years for certain products to have uh, tariffs that are reduced up to zero. 10 years for other products and we also have products that are excluded from trade liberalization. Mm -hmm. So we are saying, let's look at those opportunities. Let's look at the threats as the Commission and Tariff Commission we have trade defense instruments that are in place that will assist us to deal with any threats that come from opening up of markets. For example, when there is a surge in imports that we that is not like say um currently prevalent prevalent because we have not liberalized if we experience that after the phasing down of tariffs then in terms of uh the regulations that we have in place which are in line with the wto regulations we can uh impose safeguards which are duties that can be imposed to uh protect our industries from a surge in imports. We can also deal with dumping of products, subsidization, which can affect or injure our industry. So we already have instruments in place to deal with those. And so industry needs to be aware of those instruments. They need to be aware of what their agreements provides for. They need to be knowledgeable in terms of what remedies are available for their use. Yeah. If now uh, the FTA, AFCFTA starts affecting our own domestic industry. So it's not like we are opening up without any protection yeah. that we uh, can but, have. But I'd like to go into the specifics of the protection uh, because tariffs and embargoes by, by definition are actually protectionist uh, policies. So when they are removed, uh, how do we then maintain that protection? You're, you're mentioning that they're measures that you have or that can be put in place. What are some of those measures? So, like I've said, uh, in terms of the regulations that we have, if we have uh, dramatic exports coming into, imported products coming into the country, we can undertake investigations uh, that are aimed at uh, proving whether those imports have injured our industry. Yeah. And if the imports are injuring our industry, we are allowed in terms of the WTO regulations to impose tariffs mm -hmm. on those products for which, according to our agreements, would have reduced tariffs. We can, in, in, we can put tariffs which are called safeguards yeah. to protect our industry. And on issues to do with dumping, because this agreement, we... In terms of the threats, we can have um, foreign producers dumping their products. Yeah. Dumping, we mean to say that they will be selling their products 
here in our country at a price that is lower than what they will be charging in their own domestic country. So we can also impose anti-dumping duties that can protect our industry. So it's not like we will not be able to impose tariffs again. We will, but we will have to do it in terms of the trade remedies regulations that are already provided for in our country. Other countries are already using them like the European Union. Um, they've used them several times yeah. in several industries to protect their own the industry from yes foreign products that can injure their industry. Mm. So we will still protect. We, we still have the leeway to be able to do yes. that. Cecilia, I hope they also implement anti-dumping duties in relationships. (laughs) (laughs) If you've heard these letters A-F-C-F-T-A, well, they're just not letters of the alphabet that we love to put together. And they also don't mean a specific group of people. Actually, it is the African... African continental free trade area. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you proud of me, Dennis? I really am. <laughs> All the time. Not just for today, but just in general. You talk, Cecilia, you talked about uh, preparing industry needing to prepare for this transition that's happening. Yes. Um, you know, going back to the, the the idea that there are other places that have competitive advantages, whether it's economies or scale or either any other kinds of econ- um, competitive advantage. How can our local industry prepare going into this period? So I'll let Shinyaradzo respond to that question because she was directly involved when we were negotiating. Yeah. And also she was uh, involved in the drafting of uh, our tariff offer. And consultations, <laughs> consultations with industry, and she knows the opportunities that we have from the research that uh, the tariff division did when we were negotiating mm. uh, under the FCFTA. Miss Piri, I think you can respond to this. I think um, the first thing is um, they need to understand the agreement. Uh, I think in Shona Shunzi Kushairuzio Kwakafana So I think it's the same. The first of all is for industry to understand the agreement, know what is in there, what are the remedies that are in place. Um, we are only speaking basically as it relates to the commission, but there are other areas as well that are covered within the agreement that they need to understand and to know the agreement. Um, then as it relates to Zimbabwe, we, according to the agreement, you're supposed to classify all your products into different categories. As Cecilia said, some will have their duties re- reduced within five years, some 10. So that classification, there was some consultation that happened with industry. And industry should be aware by now. And if you're in an industrialist listing now, and if you're not aware, I think it's time for you to come. When you say there was consultation, how does this consultation process work? And the consultation happened in various forms. We visited companies. We held meetings with associations. We had workshops. We had validation workshops. We had sensitization workshops on the agreement and what it would entail in terms of the products that are that would want to, I would want to classify them. And we also used, uh, as we, as I highlighted earlier, that we are already uh, trading 
under a free trade agreement under SADC and under COMESA. And there are issues that we had been experiencing as Zimbabwe, where industry has highlighted their challenges. We also took that into consideration to come up with an offer for Zimbabwe, which has been sent to the African Continental Free Trade Area Secretariat, and they've had a look onto it, and there are still some issues. So we haven't gazetted the the phase down because we are not yet there in terms of the tariff modalities. We have now the offer is in line with the modalities, but there are some issues that are within the offers that government is looking into. Then the next thing is for industry to always consult, come, know what is there. And also on trade remedies, we are offering trainings to industrialists for them to know what it is, what is dumping. In the streets, uh, Arnold, if I were to ask you what is dumping, you would just say if a product is coming from another country and is cheaper uh, landing into Zimbabwe, you're saying that country is dumping. But that is not dumping. Dumping is when... A, a I, no, I no longer want the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> so you need to know what is dumping. When can you now say we've experienced surges in imports? So we, we as a commission are training companies from a company level. Uh, can we actually double down on the training? <laughs> uh, when are the training sessions going to start? Who, what do we have to, to do if I want to plug into the training sessions or they'll be announced in due course? As per request. As per request. Yes, oh, we so are open. Be- uh, so As in open for business like government, yes. we are open. So let's anytime. give out a phone number, let's give out a social media handle, let's 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 do something so that anyone who wants to plug in can actually start plugging in and make a request and set up a meeting, a training session or something. Okay, I'll start with the physical address. We are at 23 Broadlands, Harare, and uh, Cecilia will finish up with all the... 23 Broadlands, Emerald Hill, Harare. Broadlands, Emerald Hill, Harare. That's where we are physically... That's where you're physical. That's where the offices are. Yes. Oh, okay. Then we also have other handles. Cecilia will touch on to the other handles. Yeah, you know, she's <laughs> passed on a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you our landline. Then we can share um, the CPC. social media handles. Uh, so our landline number is 853-127. Let me uh, call it again. It's 853-127. And uh, if you just Google Convention and Tariff Commission, you can find our website. Right. So I think more information can be obtained on our CTC website. And the email address for those who want to contact us by email, they can email director at competition.co.zw. Director at competition.co.cw. Uh, if you need uh, a, to be trained or if you need a training session, is as per request as you heard, you can uh, plug in on any of those touch points. You can go to their offices, you can go to the website, or you can just Google them. <laughs> and I'm sure you uh, a lot of information will pop up that will lead you to the right place. They're also from the Competition and Tariff Commission. So if you have any issues with a company that's charging you more than they should because they don't have enough competition, <laughs> find your way to Broadlands. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're also at tw- on Twitter. We're at CTC Zimbabwe. CTC Zimbabwe. Zim, yes. Uh, CTC Zimbabwe. Yes. We're okay. also on Facebook. 
LinkedIn, you can always just look I think for us. Google is safe. <laughs> <laughs> for all that information. Yes. Yes. So it says per request. Yes, you can uh, continue with your thought. Oh. Uh, well, the, the last part would have been, uh, w- you know, what advice uh, would you give to industry? I could tell from your responses that uh, while you were talking to them, some of them had some real concerns. Uh, what, what, what advice would you give them uh, going forward? In terms of advice, my first advice is to say, let's take on the African continental free trade area. Let's not be afraid as we have already try, uh, done so under SADAC and under COMESA, and that's where most of our trade is happening. Let's explore the new markets that are, are presented under ECOWAS North Africa. And also, they need to continuously work um, on their processes and also to have enough knowledge. Sometimes industry is just complaining out of lack of knowledge. You wanted to say ignorance. No. <laughs> uh, not at all. I, I could say it for you. Say. That's you, Arnold, not me. <laughs> of course you didn't say ignorance. But after the advice, uh, I'm going to put you on the hotspot and ask for a prediction. Uh-oh. What, what, what do you expect to be a prediction uh, of the effect of this trade agreement on the, con- on, on the country? Because we're constantly trying to go into, into these uh, trade agreements. But what do you what do you see happening? I, I think your, I'm your name is Rod Makandi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bushido. I, I, I want to prophecy, say let okay? me prophesy. Let me. <laughs> 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 so, so personally, I'm optimistic. Okay. I, I think we are going to start trading uh, at a larger scale than what we are currently doing. We are going to increase our exports because I know we have companies that are processing uh, agricultural products, exporting them to other countries. I know last week we had one small company, it's a small and medium enterprise company, that is exporting cereals outside the country in Africa, mm-hmm. Zambia, Botswana, and other countries. So I think... If we tap into the new markets, I think we are going to do well as a country. I, I think we'll move the economy up the value chain, up the ladder, okay. and create that middle-income economy that we all want. So to me, I think there is light there. And in one word, or not one word, but one <laughs> sentence, what are the products that you're, like you, you talked about, there's some products that will, are likely to benefit from this more than others. Are there any specific areas where you're like, ah, Dennis, and don't want to tell you that there are boots? Or industries. Or industries, uh, yeah. yeah. Or industries, let's. For me, uh, the food processing, sweets, biscuits, and the beverages, the non-alcoholic, uh, the non-alcoholic beverages, and juices. We have a lot of fruit in Zimbabwe. Let's utilize those fruits into juices. Right. Uh, we, we don't have enough uh, fermentation. You know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps insisting. I, I, actually, we, now we need to know why, why not alcoholic? Why just non alcoholic? <laughs> Look. That's my prediction. <laughs> But look, uh, we, we, we also have yeast here, all right? Yeah. But it's not an industry. You, you should 
Clearly, because the prediction says no, no, garlic. Uh, ladies, it's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you. If you just joined us, we're in conversation uh, with Cecilia Mashawa. Uh, who is the acting director for Competition and Tariff Commission? That's the title I was given, guys. Uh, no, no, let me correct that. I was the acting director for the month of January because Mishru Paranganda, our director, was on leave. But my title is Assistant Director at Tariff Division. She's in the director. So I think future director. She's in the director. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, then there's Chinyara Zopiri, who is. Uh, senior economist for Competition and Tariff Commission. Ladies, you've been superb. Thank you so much for coming out. And just in case you missed it, Competition and Tariff Commission are open for business. And they are saying, Nika, in. Oh, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> you know, Vakwanele, we are right, Arnold. We are supposed to build this country together. It's our responsibility as Zimbabwean citizens. It absolutely is. The commission giving industry information, industry preparing and producing. Are you proud of me, Dennis? Yes. I am so proud of you. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, having in the studio, what an insightful conver- conversation. If you can, please, please uh, visit the offices, learn more about the. About the, um, about the agreement. The agreement, yes. <laughs> uh, I was about to say the contract. Yeah, contract yes, comes later. Uh, the contract comes later. Uh, but learn more about the agreement. Equip yourself with the knowledge. Uh, I'm just going to let the ladies just rehearse that information just one, once again. Uh, that's important for private sector to know before we actually leave this place. Uh, what are we supposed to know? Uh, what is important for us to know and how can we engage with, um, with the organization? It's important for you to know the agreement. Um, you can visit the African Union website. It has all the agreements, all the annexes that are in place. And the commission is there at your service to offer trainings on issues to do with trade remedies and also in general the agreements, the trade agreements for you to understand uh, the agreements, how they work, and also to offer assistance and direction in cases you need to know where to go. And I think the rest I'll leave to Cecilia. Right. So, industry needs to know that there are three categories. Uh, product, the products, like the tariff lines, have been categorized into three main lines. Sensitive products, non-sensitive products, in the exclusion list. And for the sensitive uh, products, the I'll start with the non-sensitive list. Products that are on the non-sensitive list uh, will have their tariffs phased down to zero in five years. Those on the sensitive list, 10 years, in the exclusion list will not be affected by the agreement. So industry needs to know uh, where their products, what their product category is for them to know when the tariffs will be faced down to 0% for them to prepare. Industry needs to know the tariff uh, codes and uh, tariffs applicable uh, for the raw materials, uh, the capital equipment, for them to also prepare. And for industry to have uh, the information that they need to prepare for this, they can visit the commission. We are offering free training 
to industry, even company-based trainings if um, industry does not does not want to come, say, as an industry or as a sector, we are available to offer trainings. We started, is it two years ago? This year we trained the dairy sector and we are available to offer that training. And also industry need to know the other um, areas of the agreement, like what Chinyaradzo said, because it's not only tariffs that are going to, that are that are going to be faced down, but we have other issues that can affect industry or other areas where they can see opportunities, uh, issues to do with non-tariff barriers, SPS uh, provisions in the agreement, uh, e the provisions on investment, uh, the inf e provisions on other articles in the agreement. So basically what we are saying is uh, it's free. Come to our offices and check <laughs> out our social media. Provide the information. <laughs> Look, Cecilia and Chinyarozo, thank you so much for passing by. You can pass by any time. And as long as you're talking about uh, issues to do with the building of this great country, we'd love to hear it. Dennis, I think we did well today. We did. We'll do it again tomorrow? Absolutely. Ciao. Tomorrow.